Dear Princess Celestia, Today, we learned about Lunch Meats, The Statue of Liberty, Unicorn Puberty, and Gifted and Talented Kids. Saddle up, everypony. It's showtime. Every pony, welcome to Friendship's Content, a podcast where a new fan and an old brony watch and review every single episode of Friendship is Magic. My name is Echo. My name is Emily. We are out of the sludge. I, I was just going to say, I want to give an award to everyone who, a purple heart to yes. everyone who survived the last episode. We did it. Honestly, it was pretty brutal, um, but we are out on the other side, and we actually had two episodes that I really enjoyed. Holy shit, we have some bangers! These are good! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call uh, Bird in the Hoof a banger, but it is very good. I almost, I'm tempted to say so. It's, I, I went in expecting yeah. not much, and I, man, this is a good episode. Let's, let's dive right in, because today we're reviewing Bird in the Hoof, and, uh... I'm the uh, I forget Kingdom Chronicles, baby. That's the stuff. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. Off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So broad strokes for a bird in the hoof. Uh, Celestia is coming for a royal visit to Ponyville, and Twilight wants to make sure that all of her friends are very well received. Uh, and she is like very anxious most... about it. They're being the most normal in front of the president. They're like, please Absolutely, don't embarrass yeah. me. And she brings one of her pets with her, a bird named Philomena, which is a very, very sick looking bird. It's a little freak. And Fluttershy believes that due to Celestia's, you know, like busy schedule, she doesn't have time to take care of the bird as well as Fluttershy could. So she bird naps it and attempts <laughs> to figure out what is wrong with Philomena. And that's the broad overview. I did Celestia didn't forget Philomena? It was it was a it was a, a deliberate bird napping? Oh, one hundred percent. So okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Fluttershy straight up took Philomena. We'll we'll let we'll get to that. Let's yeah, get well, into the actual okay. episode real no, let's fast. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Uh there's a cold open that Emily likes a lot. I do. It's well it's it's fine. I'm not I'm not in love with it, but it's it's cute. It's cute. I think, yeah, you thought the mouse in the wheelchair was really cute. There's three <laughs> yeah, mice. There's okay, like... I do think the mouse in the wheelchair is really good. Like, okay, so yeah. it, it opens. We see a beautiful, a beautiful shot of Flourishai's cottage, which I just, I love. Um, and actually, can I, can I take a sec to talk about Flourishai's cottage? Sure. We get, it. we get another good look at her house in this episode. And I, man, if I, if I lived in Ponyville, I have a feeling it would, it would kind of look like this place. It's, it's just so cozy and there's, there's little birdhouses everywhere and there's, there's beasts that just flourish in this cozy home. I, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. It's a very acute little tree house, similar to Twilight's library tree house, but way more earthy and like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a tree house, but it, it's crazy. It feels very different from Twilight's place, just in like yeah. color usage and architecture, like yeah, mm -hmm. I love it a lot. That's all. I just like it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's cute. Uh, there's a cold open, 
where we see Fluttershy uh, helping a mouse with a broken leg in a wheelchair, and she returns them to his family of his mouse wife and his mouse child. Yes, it's mouse wife and mouse child. Little, yeah, they live in a little hole little in the wall. Well, Tom and Jerry hole in the wall. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, do you, these little hole in the wall mice thing? Did that start in Tom and Jerry? Like, what? What's the deal? It's always a perfect little arc to be like, "Yep, that's that's where the mice live." <laughs> like. I think it was popularizing cartoons from Tom and Jerry. I think that, like, realistically, there were just mice problems back in the day. And, like, a lot <laughs> yeah. of, like, homes were built out of wood more than, like, fiberglass and, you know, like, the kind of, like, drywall and shit. Uh, and we also see Angel run up to tell Fluttershy that she is late, specifically for the meeting with Celestia that Twilight has set up in yeah, Pointville. But the intro, it's like, it's not just like, he's not like opening his little bunny mouth and it's like, Celestia, you're light. Like, he's pantom, he's doing a little charade bit and I was trying to act out being like, you know, look at, look at the, the clock, you're late. Uh, and then, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, Fluttershy is, she's like, I'm late for a very important date. You're like, oh, we're doing an Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, and then she keeps trying to like walk back in and be like, oh, well, I need to do this. I need to do that. And so, like, Angel just literally, like, locks her out. <laughs> Which tiny honestly, little rabbit just, like, locks I, her out. And she's like, oh, okay. Honestly, she's just like me, though. It's so hard. Yeah, she is. Tasks the amount of time so it takes hard. to start this podcast <laughs> is insane. We've been I, sitting here for maybe 20 minutes before we started. Listen, I need to be sure I've gone to the bathroom. I got my water. I need to be sure there's not, like, a lawnmower Armageddon outside my door. It's, there's... There's so much to be I done. wish I had an angel to lock her in her room. <laughs> and force her to uh, do the podcast with me. Uh, and then we cut to the Sugar Cube meeting Corner. with Celestia. Yeah, it's at Sugar Cube Corner. She's got two of her guards outside and they're like the um, like the Queen's guards where they have to stand all stoic and don't move or anything. And we have a bit where like Rainbow Dash is trying to make them laugh. It's kind of cute. It's a it's a fine little a little a little goofy dash moment, making some faces. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I love it. Dash enters. They're like, "Yeah, you're on the list." And then Flourishai shows up, and they like block her from entering with with their Pegasus wings. And Twilight's like, "No, that's Flourishai. She's on the list." And, and Flourishai was fully ready to just leave and go back home. Be like, oh, "Okay, I just like I guess I can't get in today." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're funny. like, hey, who are you? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll go. And just, like, fully turns around and she's, like, halfway down the street. Fully ready to be like, well, I guess I can't go in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, and then Twilight's like, get get in here. Get in here. Uh, and we have a little scene in Sugar Cube Corner that's very cute. There's lots of uh, ponies sort of running around attending Celestia. It's a very, like, stilted party where, like, one person is really, really important and everyone is kind of, like, tiptoeing around that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Celestia has visited Ponyville so many times this season. Like, I swear this doesn't happen later on, but every other episode, they're like, this is a big deal. Celestia's coming over. It's like, yeah, it is a big deal. She's like, god president queen. Yeah, she is still the god queen of the world. With how often she visits, it's like... Okay, it can't be that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, it is very funny. Yeah. But Twilight is very, very anxious about all of her friends being seen as... Uh, the little freak weird girls that they are. I say, I, yeah. I say that complimentary. You know, it, it's good. The, the, the main six are just a couple of weird girls, and that's great. Yeah, absolutely. 
So we see Rarity. She is actually she's wearing her gala dress, the dress that the rest of the main yeah. five made for her. I thought that was cute, but yeah, she's she's being super fussy and telling like no one to touch her. Like don't don't even think it, don't even breathe. She's like she's trying to be as prim and proper as possible. And, and then we have mm -hmm. a scene with AJ that I quite like. She's sitting in front of like one of like the dining tables, I guess. She has like a little like checkered bib on. Uh, yeah, it's and very she's cute. she's fussing about like what's the proper way to like eat. She's like, okay, uh, is this the appetizer? Is this the salad? Like, what what is the proper way to eat this first? She's kind of just like mulling about, not sure. It's the kind of thing where like you don't know like which one is the soup spoon and which one is the like salad fork. And she's like, uh, uh, like trying to figure out like what is yeah, like you said, like what is proper. Yeah, she's trying so hard, bless her heart. Hey, there's something at this table I want to mention though that you pointed out that. Kind yeah, of I paused. Me... I paused the episode, and I was like, "Hang on." Had an existential crisis. Hey, Echo, what's up? What's up with the table? What's what's unusual? Uh, well, there is a sandwich with meat on it. <laughs> it does look like that's animal flesh meat on the sandwich. Yeah, it's a sandwich, and it has lettuce and tomato and, and like bologna. A slice of pink. I can't think of what else it would it's be, even that. though Pinkie Pie just had a whole race a song about how about they only how eat... eat hay and oats yeah only eat hay and oats and we but, have i um... think we've already seen hay burgers to be like hey they don't eat meat they don't yeah i think it was in like the first episode yeah but hey what's up with the... with those of the sandwich y'all <laughs> yeah, i mean i don't it's... think we see apple jack eat it so it's like i think we're in the clear but also what's hey why what's up with that yeah who's it there for because like dragons don't eat meat in this setting dragons eat gems there's <sighs> Do we know that dragons don't eat meat? Because maybe that in pony society, it's like we eat gems when we're around the horse folk. I mean, don't we see dragons later and like they don't eat meat really? I don't think so, but I, I can't but feel like the dragons have threatened to gobble them up. Or I, I could be wrong. Dragons make more of an appearance later, but yeah. Anyway, there's that's a meat sandwich. Moving on, uh, Pinky. Yeah, she just has a bologna sandwich. Who Pinky's knows where that came from? Happy to be here. It's it's her as always. Listen, she's she's uh being a little a little less reserved to say the least. She she's like puts a pie on her face, you know. Yeah, just like fully pies herself in the face and then dunks her head in the chocolate. She fountain. dunks her head in a chocolate fountain, which will kill her because, as we all know, chocolate is toxic. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, exactly. It's like the parrots. From Jack and mm -hmm. is it Jack and Jill? I don't know. I don't. It? Is it from Jack and Jill? I don't know. This listen. There's this Tumblr post where a person is freaking out over a parrot sticking their head in a chocolate fountain yeah, when it is parrot. clearly CG and being like, "This is animal abuse." And then I saw the fountain. I'm like, "Pinky, no." Yeah, Pinky's being Pinky, and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cake are there. The uh. The like owners of the sugar corner and like employers of Pinky, I guess. Uh, co-workers? Not sure what yeah, the Yeah, I'm not really is. sure yeah. what their like weird relationship. She's like their live-in third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, really they're cool roommate. But they're kind of like aghast at being like, oh my god, Pinky, you're this is awful. They're trying to like tug her way. Celestia doesn't mind at all. I think she's like, yeah, I, I know Pinky. Uh, which is weird because like earlier in this episode, doesn't Twilight emphasize like oh my god you have to make a good impression and flourish is like she knows us <laughs> i don't remember if she said that or if you said that i think i could have sworn flourish herself said but 
I, I don't know. But anyway, uh, we see Mr. and Mrs. Cake trying to be like, oh, okay. Hi, hi princess. Look, we're, we'll, we, we see you. Are you out of tea? You're out of tea. We'll get you some more tea. And there's a really That's one, Yeah, this is one of my bit. favorite scenes in the episode. This is so cute. <laughs> she like, she like has her cup mug of tea and she takes a polite sip. And then like one of them, like the, the cakes are like, we got to fill up the like ice empty teacup at four o'clock. And so they like pour more tea in. And After she, every like, sip. Takes a, yeah, she takes a polite sip and then they pour more tea in and she takes a polite sip. And then like they pour more tea in and then she pretends to take a she sip. Takes, like, a and little they, like, they overfill it and she's like, <laughs> gotcha. It's, like, and it's gotcha? like a really cute it's little. It's so cute. This is, listen, this is me having fun loving Celestia this episode. I love Celestia. Yeah. Like I always thought I always tended to prefer her to uh Luna, which is blasphemous in the eyes of the Broin community because Luna is everything. I, I, I love yeah. I love Luna. Luna is a fantastic character. I I like Celestia a little more. I really do. I'll have a lot more to say about her when we have some more like Celestia Celestia focused episodes, but she's a really mm-hmm. complex not complex, but like she's a deeper character than people give credit for. And I feel like this episode we get to see this like prankster side of her that shows up every now and then. It's like, yeah, she's she's the face of Equestria. She is the princess or the queen, you know. But like mm-hmm. she she still has so much love and personality, and this is such a great little moment of just a little well like I I, I tricked you on. We get some more yeah. celestial japes later this episode, so yeah, this episode Celestia is very, uh, very jokey and silly. Um, I think that people shouldn't be like, oh, Celestia or Luna, and I think that Celestia would be disappointed if she heard that there were people fighting over which one was better. You know, you're so right. <laughs> you're so I right. That, I think that they're both queens, very literally. And Serve. I love them both a lot. I know. I, lo- I love them both Serve. a lot, too. I just, I am, I've been on the Celestia defense squad since, like, day one. Where everyone's like, oh, she's a tyrant. She trapped her sister in the moon. She's like, no, shut up. Shut up. I'm going to beat you yeah, with hammers. She wasn't, like, happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, there. I could say so much about how it was, like, the hardest decision. Like, there's, like, a... Uh, a quote in the comics where someone's like, this is a big mistake. And then Celestia says, uh, like, one of many while looking at the, like, stained glass of her entrapping her sister in the moon. It's like, yeah, she's she's aware of what she had to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but we, you know, we have we have some japes and, and, and Fluttershy's at the table with Twilight. And they're, they're making some small talk and they're like, oh, Fluttershy, you... I know you. You like you like the woodland creatures, and and she looks over and sees this little bird cage that's way too small for any bird. I swear to God, do not keep your birds in cages this small, or I will come to your front door and kill you. I think at this point it's more of a carrying thing. While yeah, Philomena, a, is I know in it's sort it's of a travel death cage. Throes. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you want um, to describe what Philomena looks like at this very moment? Yeah, I would describe Philomena by saying, imagine the ugliest bird you can possibly imagine. It's got like four or five feathers left. It's got one (laughs) eye bigger than the other. And it's like coughing and wheezing and like all pink and gross and naked. 
Um, if you're picturing that in your mind, picture it even uglier than you're picturing it, and that is Philomena. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a rough. It is just, and he's like the hacking up a lung bird. over here, and and Celeste is looking lovingly at Philomena, being like, yeah. "Wow, isn't she great?" And this bird's like dying, and Celeste's like, "Not Celeste." Uh, Florsha is like, "Oh my god, is she all right?" <laughs> yeah, she's. Yeah, it's. Fluttershy uh, is very worried about Philomena from the get-go, and yeah. especially worried that Celestia doesn't seem to see anything wrong with Philomena. Yeah, being like, uh, hey, this is, it's very clearly a, like, hey, uh, that, that, that beast is not alright. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of the royal guards comes up and tells Celestia something, whispers something in her ear, and she's like, well, I guess I have to go, sorry, and so she ends brunch early. What what do you think the urgent matter was? Because it looks like she's very calm about it. But what I don't see Celestia as being the type to cut lunch short. What 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 interrupted her? I mean, it's got to be some political matter, right? Just some sort of like I don't know. We don't really see a lot of the like extra equestrial affairs very early on, like the other kingdoms yeah. outside of Equestria. Yeah, that's true. So it's probably something like that. Yeah, I th- but it's it's interesting because like Twilight is like shocked that the brunch is ending early. I think, but also yeah. I, I think I think Twilight's like in sur- it's like social survival mode because just she's so worried about her friends being misbehaved. I remember mm-hmm. like Celestia yeah. made made an aside about like how nice and patient Flourish I would, and I was like, wow, thanks for being the least freakish of your friends. <laughs> Yeah, she's just, like, the least weird of all of the, like, very strange friends that Twilight (laughs) keeps. Uh, I also think that Twilight is very, like, uh, kind of shocked that it's, like, ending so early and also, like, frustrated in that, like, she doesn't have more time to prove that her friends are not the weirdos that she's already seen them being. (laughs) Uh, Especially, like, Pinky and Rarity, too, to a degree. She's very much, like yelling at everyone to stay out of her bubble yeah yeah like <laughs> there's a good bit about um after that everyone's leaving shirky corner and then <laughs> rarity's like back back i say and there's like walking backwards mm-hmm. through the sugar cube like entrance so that no one touches or even breathes on her dress just it's quite good yeah she says no punny move and the dress won't be hurt <laughs> that's very funny uh aj uh, i love it she gets a little moment where she's like oh thank god i can finally eat and then just <laughs> mr cake takes the entire tablecloth of food and just like whisks it away and she looks so depressed she's like i came here yeah for she's this. miserable as yeah. all the food leaves and then uh, every pony leaves Sugar Cube Corner now that Celestia's gone, and we see the gilded cage left behind by Celestia, but the door is open and the bird is gone. God, yeah, Flourishai just straight up took her, huh? Yeah, she stole, she, she straight up bird-napped Philomena. Like, the, the president's She didn't even bother pet. taking the cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the queen's little... Royal purse dog. The queen's yeah, corgi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Yes. I was trying to remember what the queen had. I was like, I don't know, Court, how, or something. Court, how dare you? Listen, I don't I give don't... a single damn about the royal family, but I do care about my favorite type of puppy. Okay. Corgis uh, are So good. she steals Philomena and takes her back to her little, uh, her little cottage. And she begins trying to fix the perceived sickness of this fucked up sickly bird. And it's, 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 quite funny like <laughs> it is 
she starts by like trying to tuck it into bed and take uh, take her temperature with the thermometer and like because she's tucked in she gets way too hot like turns red and like the like comical mercury laden thermometer just skyrockets up and she's like oh my god yeah and her head (laughs) steaming yeah and so she takes the blanket off and puts an ice pack on her head and then she's immediately like ice blue and like freezing and so she like alternates like putting it on and taking it off and putting it on it's just like not working she she like tries to offer offer the little lady some medicine and like that's that's not happening. It's like how about hiding the food in the medicine? That's not happening. And then <laughs> and she tries some soup and she's like, look, it's it's nice and warm. But you want to try some hot soup? <laughs> and she like the Philomena just like dunks her head in the soup bowl and is like going to drown herself from being in the soup and. Uh, yeah. She's like, oh, well, that's no good. Um, she's like, well, how about what about what about my little friend here to perk you up and finds this hummingbird, which I am obsessed with how this hummingbird is drawn. He's like kind of smug and angular, but it's uh, like I wrote, <laughs> why is Hummingway serving? <laughs> is that his name, Hummingway? Yes, Hummingway. Yeah. That's why her is name. Hummingway serving? Why is Hummingway surfing? Little, little she comes icon. out and she's got these big, like, cunty eyelashes. <laughs> what a way to describe a hummingbird. She, yeah, just imagine the cuntiest hummingbird you can. <laughs> oh my god. She's, like, yeah. absolutely serving. Yeah, she's she's just... <laughs> oh, and, and, like, she's like, all right, let's sing a little song. Let's, let's, you know, let's perk your spirit. And, they, and it's very cute. Cause she, she does, like, the first few notes of of the theme song and the hummingbird does it back mm-hmm. it's like do you Blah. like singing yeah and she's like well do you want to sing and she just starts to cough and like splits the rose up on fluttershy's face yeah like fully throws up like full vomit yeah like, it's as bad as the um <laughs> the paris sprite <laughs> the paris sprites yeah i was just thinking that but fluttershy handles it so well and i just think it's like man she deals with all sorts of animals she has to deal with many gross things i suppose so this is this is nothing to her uh and then she tries sort of a rapid fire uh group of things she tries aromatherapy and it like does not work she tries bathing it and it uh, philomena inflates to the size of the tub and so she's just like this enormous rotund <laughs> yeah, like, nasty are, looking bird are those feathers like particularly absorbent like what what happened here <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have most of her feathers because every time, like, one of yeah. these things fails, she, like, coughs and, like, there's a noticeable, like, plume of feathers that falls yeah. off of her. Uh, and then she's trying, like, and then she has, like, a like a doctor moment, kind of, like, back in um, Stairmaster where she's, like, the uh, angel is, her, like, her little nurse and she's, like, scalpel, duct tape, feathers, <laughs> and, like, basically, like, tries to tape feathers onto Philomena, and it just, like, it just does not, not work. nothing's happening. And then worse comes to worse, she hears a knock at the door, and, and Twilight's here. Mm-hmm. Twilight Which, just, like, walks in. Yeah, but, because, <laughs> listen, they're, they're besties. It's, it's, you know, a knock and be like, hey, hey, what's up? I'm over. Uh, which normally, you know, I, I would be happy to see Twilight Sparkle, but this is the worst possible person, I think, to be over at this moment. Little Miss studied yeah. under the under Princess Celestia to see that, oh, you have the royal pet and it's like duct taped and coughing and doing miserably. Yeah, Twilight comes in and sees not only has Fluttershy stolen Philomena, 
But as she, like, tries to hide her, uh, there's another knock at the door, and the royal guard has shown up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so Twilight, who is always anxious, has just cranked it up to 11. She's like, we're gonna get executed. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not just the royal guard. They're not just here to be like, hi, I hope you enjoyed your brunch. They're like, hey, keep your eyes out. The royal princess's pet is missing. It's like, oh! (laughs) Yeah. And Twilight has to... The little goody two-shoes she is has to, like, lie bold-faced to the royal guards. Like, nope, nothing or- out of the ordinary here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, they have to pretend that... They have to, like, cover up Philomena's own coughing by, like, pretending to cough themselves. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, you should go, bye! And, and like, she, pushes them yeah. out. And then Twilight's, like, in panic mode. And she's like, oh my god, Flourishout, you're gonna be sent to a dungeon in the Everford Forest and then put that in another dungeon. Like... <laughs> Just over. Yeah, she's like, we're gonna get exiled like, or put in a dungeon or exile or put in a dungeon wherever you get exiled. Yeah, and then Flourishar's like, she wouldn't, she wouldn't do that. Like, come on now, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Twilight, of course, has the worst anxiety ever. Oh yeah, but understandable. I think it, I, I normally I'm like, okay, it's it's okay, it'll be okay, Twilight. But like, this is this is pretty bad to be honest. I think it's really funny because Fluttershy and Twilight have very specific brands of anxiety. Yeah. Where, like, Fluttershy is afraid of, like, confrontation and, like, leaving the house and, like, other people. And, like, Twilight is afraid of missteps and and social faux pas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very much both social anxiety, but in completely different aspects. Yes. And so it's funny to see them together both like, oh my god, we're gonna die. We have <laughs> yeah, to fix Philomena now. We don't get a ton of just Fluttershy and Twilight uh, moments, I feel like. I, I want more of that. It, I like the energy here. <laughs> yeah. It's very fun. Uh, Twilight comes in and is like, fine, we're gonna fix Philomena right now. I'm taking the lead. And so she like forces Philomena to take a pill. Which doesn't work, and then, like, puts a cone on her head to keep her from pulling her feathers out. Uh, and then is, like, gonna force her to drink the soup, and then Philomena manages to bolt out of the house and just starts running down the street. Because she can't fly, so she's running on her little bird legs. (laughs) It's the funniest run cycle, like, maybe ever. It's so floppy. and just, (laughs) But yeah, just sprinting down. So now they have to take Chase, and it's... They, we have we have a, a we have a little montage and funny Benny Hill bootleg is back the, yeah. the little sax music. Yeah, in my uh, notes, I wrote Benny Hill. I wrote the fucking Benny Hill theme again, and then in parentheses Pony Hill. I was gonna say Benny Hoof, but Pony Hill's better. Benny Hoof is funny. It's not bad. But anyway, we have a montage, yeah. we, we do a Scooby-Doo door moment, we, the guards are, like, holding up pictures of Philomena to the citizens of Ponyville to be like, have you seen this, have you seen this woman, you know? Yeah, and Philomena, there's, like, a lot of, like, Philomena, like, you know, like you said, like, the door moment, and then, like, she's, like, sitting on a, like, a bench with a newspaper, and she's got this big mustache, and so when they, like, question her, she, like, puts down the newspaper, and they're like, well, that's not her. Like, that can't be her, Philomena doesn't have a mustache, like, it's, here's the thing, like, I- so funny. The like funny little comedy montages don't always hit in the show, but this one, this good, it's hidden. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what's interesting? Hmm. This is a very similar style of like slapstick montage to um, Pinky Sense. Yeah, but, but this, this one works. This one lands so much better. I I don't know what it, it is. It's a it's just a it's just a cyclone of uh, the perfect storm of different 
things with the music yeah. and the bits and the, and the I anxiety think, like, between the two. It's it's a perfect amount of stakes too. You know, it's like it, it's mm-hmm. not that serious, yeah. but it's also seri- just enough to be like they're they are clearly invested. You know. Yeah. Uh, when they finally corner Philomena, she is on a statue in a fountain in the center of town. Uh, everyone sees her, you know, uh, AJ and Rarity are there, the royal guard, Fluttershy and, like, and uh, Twilight. And little Philomena's, like, bald. Like, there are no feathers left at this point. Yeah, all that running around has really mm-hmm. sort of... Stripped stripped her bare. <laughs> yeah. And so as Fluttershy is like, come down, you're gonna hurt yourself... Uh, we watch the last feather, like, pluck off of her tail, and then she makes this whole big, like, you know, hacking, wheezing, like, holding her chest, and her eyes become X's, and she, like, falls over, and then she falls off of the fountain, and Fluttershy goes to catch her, and halfway down, she catches fire (laughs) and turns into a pile of ash. So all that lands in Fluttershy's hooves, ready to catch the royal pet, is a Fluttershy starts straight up crying. Because could you blame her? Could you blame her? I would. No, absolutely not. Yes. Uh, Like, my God. And then it's so dramatic. Look who's here. The Royal Guard's here. Celestia's here. I bet she's gonna be so stoked to hear about what happened to Philomena, her favorite little bird. Yeah, I bet she's gonna be stoked to hear that as it fell, it turned into a meteor and burst into flames and died. (laughs) Yeah. And Fluttershy has to take the blame. Like, Fluttershy and Twilight sort of argue about who should take the blame. And eventually Fluttershy's like, no, I kidnapped Philomena. I, you know, like, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I was just, I saw a sick bird and I was trying to fix it. And Celestia, like, yeah, Celestia, like, goes up to the ashes and she looks real somber for a moment. She's like, all right, you're done. Get up. It's like, come on, (laughs) come on. (laughs) And Philomena is a phoenix. So she rises from the ashes and she's a very pretty phoenix. I really so love how they depict cool. it. she's so cool! Her design yeah, she's is really, fantastic. Really neat. She's like almost entirely lineless. Uh, she it, mm-hmm. it is like the exact inverse style of uh, of little bald baby Philomena. Um, yeah, it, it, where there's yes. like no there's no heavy liner. It's super slick. Like her head is like almost like rectangular, and her beak comes to like a sharp mm-hmm. little point and. It's all like reds, that gradient, and oranges. It's it's really just a lovely design. It's it's this fun style that uh this show slips into every now and then that I, I almost wish they'd embrace yeah. more. It's really cool. I kind of think it's neat that they like hold off and yeah. only do it for like really big dramatic beats like this. Uh, it works. It's uh really really cool, and we have like. Uh, this moment where, you know, Celestia is like, oh, Philomena's kind of, but yeah, Philomena's a phoenix. Once she loses all of her feathers, she dies and then is reborn. And she explains that she's also kind of a little prankster, which gives meaning to, like, why she was doing the whole run around and with the newspaper and, yeah. like, basically letting Fluttershy do all this shit to her that she didn't like. She was just playing a big practical joke. And I think that's very, very cute and yeah. in character for a pet that <laughs> Celestia would keep. Exactly. It's perfect for and also something as like what seems to be like rare you know it's like i don't even i don't think fluttershy even knew what a phoenix was Mm-mm. no yeah. she absolutely didn't which again having which some fun really with cool. like the mythology of equestria peppering in these these yeah. funny 
Yeah, I, I like uh, Celeste makes a comment about being a little much or so. She's like, it's a little dramatic. Like even she's like, okay, <laughs> that's a bit much. But uh, yeah, I like it. She tells Philomena the Phoenix to apologize, and and she the little bird blushes and like it does a little apology mm-hmm. squawk for Fluttershy because clearly yeah. like Fluttershy is traumatized at this point. Like imagine you spend all this time trying to save an animal that you think is being like neglected only for it to catch on fire like yeah only for it to not just die but die in the most spectacular way it possibly could yeah yeah (laughs) fantastic it's a it's great and at the end it shows off its little pranking uh streak by like uh rainbow dash yeah dash comes back (laughs) yeah tickle the guards noses so that they break their little stoic uh facade yeah to tickle them and they're all laughing Everyone's having a good yeah. time. The credits roll. Yeah, it's, it's a good episode. I've, hey, this is a good episode. I love this episode. I remember watching it like the first time or two and be like, yeah, it's fine. But as a rewatch in, in my first time in a few years, like this is genuinely might be one of my favorites of season one. Like it's just solid. It's we so have, fun. It's so much fun. And honestly, a very needed palate cleanser from the last few episodes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Um, also one of the thing, uh, just really quickly, I like the mm-hmm. message of it, which is Fluttershy's like, you know, I shouldn't have come jump to conclusions next time. I'll, you know, ask for taking responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it's fun. I think uh, it's cool. Uh huh. Cause like, they're going to write a less. They're like, do you want me to write a letter? And it's like, we'll just, say it here so let's just like right here yeah. you know uh but it's actually it's a really good message too to be like you know don't yeah. don't jump into things it's okay to ask first you know it's it, yeah, especially exactly. if your intentions are good like the entire point of this episode is like you, you know good intentions only mean so much without permission you know right absolutely it's great i i yeah i'm giving this episode, episode an a maybe maybe a like i don't even here's I'm just gonna say a yeah because i was gonna say what would we change about this i don't even know what i would change it's got great pacing it feels quick and snappy the comedy hits yeah i it's, I, uh, like I, you said I, it's, no it's a palate cleanser it's yeah honestly i don't know if i would change anything and i think it's it's harder to rate these episodes that are like lighter quote unquote like there aren't we don't have giant character changing moments, you know, the stakes are not super high, but I, I, for what sure. it is, I think it perfectly accomplishes what was going for. Yeah, I think that not every episode has to be like pushing the story forward. And I think that it's nice to have sort of these like downbeats where we're just kind of we're just kind of relaxing. We're just seeing what's going on in the lives of every pony. And I think that's really fun. It's fun. I think it's an A. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, same. Uh, Straight up. Uh, yeah, quick aside... <laughs> Uh, apparently, according to Faust, this episode was supposed to be a, a bit more serious. Like, quote-unquote says, was originally conceived as a tug-at-your-heartstring-style episode about losing a pet, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah, like, it's... I, I almost wonder if they wrote it and were like, hey, we gotta reel it back a little bit. We can't yeah. have the pet catch on fire and then it be sad. Like, it, it's... Yeah, I, I think it it's helps funny that, that it's they... Yeah, I think it's funny that they swung fully in the opposite direction with the Benny Hill thing. They were like, yeah, let's not do that serious. Let's yeah. do it as funny as possible. Uh, what I think is really interesting is that we kind of have the losing a pet topic covered later on uh, with uh, Rainbow Dash's pet, which we have not met yet. 
Uh, we haven't, no. And I genuinely, as far as the episodes I've seen, I think is is Dash's best episode. And it's it's it. Don't don't worry, we're not gonna talk at death, but like, um, it it conveys this losing a pet, I think, really well while keeping that like softer, uh, a little less goofy, uh, facade. So I I think I almost wonder if that uh, that episode was meant to kind of fill the gap that this one was originally meant to convey. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, but I think it's uh, a little difficult to be like, yep, you're you're, we're losing a pet, but it's a phoenix. You don't you don't lose phoenixes are fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, you know what I wonder. I feel like I can't remember if I saw this officially or in fan art, but I could have sworn that I saw Philomena at another point. Uh, earlier in Celestia's life. How long do you think Celestia has known Philomena? Probably a while. I mean, to have known her at least through an, like a life cycle or two that she would know that Phil- Philomena like dies and comes back, you know? You know Like what? imagine the entire length of a like a bird's life. So at least that long. Yeah. I mean, birds live for a while, let alone mm-hmm. immortal phoenix birds. Like Chiquita here, he's he's six years old and that's pretty young in bird terms. Yeah. So, like, uh, think at least 10 years, and then I guess maybe another 10 years for her to have just died again. Yeah. A while. Uh, I was curious, because I was uh, I wondering about the development of, like, Philomena. Uh, and apparently, in, like, the Greek roots of that name, it means powerful love. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, I'm like, that's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um... Before we move on, I'm looking through my notes, and I did actually remember why Celestia left, uh, because I have a string of notes here. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read all of them, or just the one as to why she uh, No, left? you know what? Note it up. We're, we're wrapping up with this episode. We only have one more episode cool. to talk about, so. Okay, so my first note just says MILF five times, and I was talking about Mrs. Cake. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. Uh, my second note says, actually, Mrs. Cake and Celestia are both MILFs. MILF episode, MILF episode. <laughs> MILF episode. Uh-huh. Um, and then my third note, which is actually uh, sort of the reason that I went back to my notes. Um, all caps, I said, the mayor requested an audience. MILF episode. And so that was Jesus why she actually... Christ. I'll that me... was why she left, is because she said that the mayor uh, requested an gonna... audience and she Let had to me go. get the chalkboard. It has been zero days since our last mayor-mayor okay. incident. Okay, well... <laughs> it's not my fault. This was a MILF episode. You're insane! And yet, I respect yeah, you. I <laughs> Do I? I don't know about that. I can't say that. Well, alright. Hey, let's talk about Cutie Mark Chronicles. Hey. I know we were having a funny, silly, goofy time, uh, and we're still gonna have a silly, goofy time. But this episode has a lot, y'all. <laughs> this episode is very sort of uh, plot heavy, yeah, which is, is very a... different from a bird in the hoof. Mm-hmm. This is a doozy. Uh, give us. Should I give you the long and short of the Kumar Chronicles? Uh, it's up to you. Do you yeah, want me I'll, to do I'll do it. I'll keep it brief because we will just dive right in. But long story short. The CMC, our beloved Cutie Mark Crusaders, are zipping about town, doing their thing, trying to get their key marks as always, doing nothing, failing, and they're like, "Hey, I let's go, let's go see how our how our friends, how our friends learned how they got their cutie marks." So we get to learn the exact moment when each of the main six got their beloved cutie mark. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're going to look for Rainbow Dash, but they sort of keep getting interrupted by people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so we see everyone else's. Uh, can I start the episode with a note? Yeah, go ahead. So we start the episode and the Cutie Mark Crusaders are trying to see if they can get their ziplining Cutie Mark. Which is very specific, uh, bold. I hope they're having fun, though, because ziplining is... I love ziplining. No, That's a blast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One of the things they say is, I've never heard of a pony ziplining before. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Did they invent ziplining? They said that they'd heard about it from Spike. Is ziplining a dragon thing? Or did he read about it from Now, that's interesting. That's... I've never heard of a pony ziplining, but that's such a weird phrase. That is a very specific... That's a good point. A very specific sentence. Maybe it is a dragon activity. Or maybe like like an activity that's never meant to be replicated. Like, uh, we learned later on that, like... Spike, or I guess we, we've seen hints, but like Spike really likes comic books. I almost wonder if it's mm-hmm. like a like a fantasy thing, like a like almost like how a hook shot is, you know? It's That's like, well, it's not fair, something really you do, but they're like we're yeah. ziplining. Which hey, we learned for a reason that maybe they shouldn't have set up a hook line because they all go at the same time. The the rope they got is highly flammable, so the friction from the zip lines it just burns, they fall and wipe out. Yeah. And then they just smash into the ground. They're covering tree sap. It's very funny. Uh, and then Scootaloo is like, we should go ask the coolest pony in Ponyville how she got her cutie mark. And they go through every single other member of the main <laughs> six. And my note says, everybody hates Rainbow Dash. <laughs> Except Scootaloo. Scootaloo's her biggest fan. Except um, for Scootaloo, yeah. Scootaloo idolizes Rainbow Dash. Well, you know what I made a note of that I love? Is they're like the coolest pony and and each of them say their bigger sister first. Yeah. So Apple comes like Applejack and... Sweetball's like, Rarity? And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. It's very cute. They think their older sisters are the coolest. I'm just like, oh, they love them so much. And for Ed, yeah. Love Us like, no. <laughs> no, shut up. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's Rainbow Dash. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good little bit. But yeah, so they're, they're on a yeah. mission, and we're going to find out how Rainbow Dash gets her cutie mark. But then yeah, we get interrupted the first by one they run into. Applejack. Yeah, Applejack. Which, I'm going to be completely honest, is not the most exciting backstory, but I like seeing it. I love, I just, listen, I love getting some time with my country gal. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. It is, I think it's a little backstory. I, yeah, I think it's interesting, but I think in comparison with the other ones, it's a little lackluster, like, grandiose-wise. But it, it fits her well, so, yeah, do, do you care if I take it away? Sure. So she she's all excited. She's like, "Oh, I've never told you the story of how I got my cutie mark." Well, boy, if I got a story for you, and we get flashbacks this episode, and we get to see uh, AJ a little, and she's got extra freckles, and she doesn't have her hat yet. She's just a little lady, and she's got like a mm-hmm. little like like hobo bag. Like what's the like little like bag on? It's called stick. a bindle. A bindle, yeah. And yes. she's she's saying goodbye to her family to to live in the big city for a change. And we see Granny Smith and Big Mac, or I, I guess I should say Little Mac uh, at little the entrance, because Big Mac he's little too. He's he's almost, I think he's like closer in shape to like the normal adult ponies now, you know. But yeah. because we're used to him yeah. being such like a mountain of a man, it's like oh little guy. And like, man, mm-hmm. it's fine because Granny looks the same. She's just still extremely old and wrinkled. Yeah, she's just been old forever. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but we see that AJ has plans to go to Manhattan to live with her family, the Oranges. Yeah, aunt and uncle Orange. Well, it's interesting. This is our first look at Manhattan. I think we got men- mentions of it. Um, but we, we get a look. It very much is just Manhattan, but in Ponyville style. Uh, I On the notes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is the first proper appearance of Manhattan. Uh, and it's interesting to yeah. note that a, a majority of the ponies who live in Manhattan are Earth ponies. Um, I, th- I just thought that, that's kind yeah. of neat. That is interesting. Yeah. I like that we see lots of uh, just like sort of generic landmarks like uh, like the Statue of Liberty and yes, hey, a pair of, uh, I mean, a no. pair of big uh, skyscraper towers with uh, mm-hmm. horseshoes on them. Yeah, it's very much the big city. Uh, hey, I've got a note about the Statue of Liberty. Okay. So here's the thing. If we have a pony statue of liberty, this once again mm-hmm. confirms the French as being canon to Equestria. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's actually a great point. Because the French gifted the Statue of Liberty to America. Yeah. So naturally <laughs> this means the French Horse are France back. just exists. Paris Prance is so back. Paris Prance is back. The French. The French. <laughs> but a- anyway, anyway, she's she's in the big city. She's trying to make her way to the uh, Uncle and Apple Orange. And people are being kind of like, hey, I'm walking here out of the way, you know, like very, very city. It's, it's... <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I help you? You can tell we've been to we've been to big, big cities before. <laughs> I'm going to L.A. tomorrow. You'd be nice to me. I just mean like it's like Eastern. Like, I have like New York City style. I, I haven't been East much. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, she's there to meet Uncle and uh, Aunt and Uncle Orange. They're so happy to to visit and stay here. And AJ's trying to be a little socialite. She's trying to learn the mm-hmm. like upper crust of society of being all fancy with with the uh, I, I I don't know this this side of her family. Yeah, she like has her hair in an updo and she's at what very much looks like a almost like a debutante ball, which I think is very funny. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And they're it's almost these these like Manhattaners, they they feel like what we've seen of Canterlot and like of like Rarity's mm-hmm. posh crew. Yes. Like, I say, you know. We see yeah. we even see these like little butler ponies with like little like bow ties and cuffs that are bringing out the food and AJ's like, she's like, oh, thank God. Like, she slips, she's, she's been doing a posh voice all this episode. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, but she slips back into her southern drawl, and like, oh, finally, it's time to eat. And they reveal the platter, and it's this, uh, fancy, quote-unquote, meal. <laughs> Wait, would you like to describe mm-hmm. what the, what's for dinner? Yeah, uh, part of a carrot with some gravy on it, and... A leaf? Like a... <laughs> Like a yeah, a like, like a garnish, yeah. I guess, for that like end of a baby carrot. Yeah, that's for dinner. It's it's very much a five star. Here's our tiny portion to look fancy. And, yeah, and AJ is so disappointed, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not happy about it. Mm-hmm. We see her in like I uh, guess like the guest bedroom of the oranges. You know, she's she's looking wistfully mm-hmm. out the window, getting really homesick. Realizing she's like, I don't. I be here anymore i miss home yeah then tell me what happens and then she sees a rainbow a rainbow pointing back home it like streaks through the sky and uh lands right in ponyville and she's like wow that is my sign 
that I gotta go home. And she's she like, runs what am I back doing home. here? This isn't my place. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, this doesn't feel good. And so she runs back home and she's, uh, she like, you know, hugs uh, Big Mac and Granny Smith. And They're like so happy to see her. Mark. And then she gets her cutie yeah. mark. She's, she's returned home to where she's meant to be. Yeah. Now here's the one we see her like literally running back home. Do you think she traveled all the way on foot from Manhattan to Ponyville? I doubt it. She had to take the train, right? May I guess, but I mean she's got she's got that dirt, who knows? <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I think is interesting is she mentioned that it was when she was younger than the CMC. Really? So she's she said like, that she was she said that she was younger than they were. Wow, and they're like little. Like as we've said, the like the Kitty Rocker stairs are like the most six years old ever. So like mm-hmm, she was yeah. really young. And this has to be like like a lot for for a little a little person out of their out of their element, you know? Yeah. Like she like sheds mm-hmm. a tear. She's like so homesick and hates it there. So Yeah. But yeah, she she returns home back to the orchard and gets her cutie mark. Yep. Uh, and then we move on to Fluttershy. They sort of run into her in the road because she's trying to protect a, a group of ducklings crossing and their little scooter was about to smash into them. Uh, and while they're there, she's like, oh, I'll tell you how I got my cutie mark. And we see the cutest little oh, lanky baby Fluttershy. God. Listen, I know I was she's... singing the praises of AJ and her little freckles and being all short. I, baby Fluttershy is like the cutest. I say they're not babies; they're just kids. You know, it's like the cutest. She's a baby. I mean, she's like a baby, but like a bit. You know, like she's I don't know, like eight years old, seven years. She old. isn't. She isn't a baby. She is baby. But she's baby. Yeah, she's super yes. super lanky. She she looks the most like a baby horse out of like all of the out of like any character we've seen so far with like just the proportions of being frail and she has her hair like covering her eyes even more than usual mm-hmm. but she's trying she's we're up in cloudsdale uh, back back home yeah we're up in cloudsdale and um she t- talks about how like she's just always sort of been a klutz and you know like is always tripping over clouds and like people are making fun of her yeah, like that we see. We I see, think these uh, are like the kid versions of the jocks we saw back in. I uh, think it is yeah. Sonic Rain Boom. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're being mean and to her see... too. There's the kid. Yeah, they're being They've mean not to learned her. much. <laughs> I guess in the no. years. Pretty pretty much, uh, but little baby Dash comes up to defend her, and she's just this tiny, oh my scruffy God. little. Yeah, she's so little, and she's so like mangy. Like her hair is all like out of place and her tail's yeah. all fluffed it's, she's up. never brushed her mane she's like and she's got the energy of a chihuahua that thinks that she's the size of a great dane like i'll be like i'll i'm Absolutely. gonna fight you let's fight i will square up you know but she immediately goes to fluttershy's side and be like what are you do- what are you talking what are you doing i'll show you up i'll race in her mind you know like she she so she mm-hmm. sets up a, a race with the uh the, the little jock uh jock colts to be like well, look, I'll defend her. Let's have a race, you and me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as they start the race, they, like, speed past Fluttershy and spin her so fast that she falls out of the sky and she is falling to the ground. And we've seen that, like, her wings don't work very well, which is why yeah, she she's so not, Yeah, she's not terribly confident with her wings. She definitely can fly, but she gets, when she gets that, like, fear and anxiety, she just locks up and she's like, 
Mm. I was saying how scared it'd be because Rarity was falling. Imagine this, but now she's like a child. <laughs> yeah, she's very, she's a little baby. And so she's falling to earth and uh, a bunch of butterflies catch her. Like a, like a swarm, like a, like a, a flood of little buggies, but they catch her and save the day. Yeah. And then she sees all of these different animals. There's like squirrels and rabbits and birds and bees. And it, she, I think she has never left Cloudsdale yeah, before. She, yeah. like, this is, I think, the first time she's ever left. The ever, like, the first time she has set foot on the ground. She has lived in the skies for, like, her entire life until this point. And she is, she's so excited, mm-hmm. she bursts into song. We get a little micro song. Yeah, I wrote, okay, period, micro song, period. <laughs> it's called So Many Wonders. And I think, man, I think the reason why I'm sentimental about this song is that it's, it's it's fine it's not much but man the fandom took this song and ran with it like uh there's a song called flutter wonder where it's just like vocal chops of this and it's made all atmospheric uh and it's really really good but yeah there's like a bajillion remixes of this just because her little voice is is so wonderful and and fun i don't know i'm sentimental about so many wonders just because of that (laughs) also hey would you rather if there been a pinky micro song Based on season one standards. (laughs) I I don't like any micro songs. You'll change your mind. You'll come around. I assume you'll We'll see. That's a bold statement. (laughs) But yeah, she's moving on. She's she's super stoked about it. She literally sings and says that she loves everything. And it's like, god damn, Mm -hmm. this girl's never been this happy in her entire life. (laughs) Yeah, she was miserable in Cloudsdale. And now that she's on the ground, she seems to have found... Uh, you know where she belongs and there's like a loud bang and all of the like animals try to like run and hide and she goes around and she's like it's okay little frogs you can come out like nothing's gonna happen and like gets the bunnies out yeah she's consoling all the creatures to be like hey it's uh, it's okay that's it was a scary sound but you're you're good you know like don't be scared yeah. And now, surrounded by all her, her new forest friends, she gets her cutie mark. And what's really cute is we see sort of a close-up of her getting her cutie mark, and I'm not sure if it is the same, but we see a little white bunny, and I like to think that's Angel. I I think, yeah! It's it's designed differently, like, it's not Angel from this view, but I, I like to think of it as that being her, or him, yeah, you know? it could be a baby Angel. It could be. And that's... Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we move on from her, can I say one of my favorite things during this little bit? Sure. Uh, when the, the CMC are there, and she's like, oh, I've got quite the story. And she says, I bet you'd never guess. I was very shy. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, okay, buddy. <laughs> I also wrote, um, because originally the idea was, like, they were different. Um, what am I trying to say? Like, Originally, the characters who were supposed to be unicorns or Pegasi were, like, different. And I think Pinky was supposed to be the one with wings. And yeah, yeah, Pinky was supposed to be a Pegasus. She was uh, based on a surprise, a, a G1 Pegasus that was white and yellow. Yeah, but I think that I really like Fluttershy being the Pegasus and, like, having a pony that can fly and doesn't like chooses yes to. I, I think that's really i fun. really like it I, I it's a huge reason why i do like the pegasi pegasi cultures i think it's really interesting having an aspect it's like you don't have to be defined by your flight like i feel like it's hard to escape that with unicorns just because it acts as like an extra limb for them <laughs> once 
which I guess, I mean, that's the case mm-hmm. with Pegasi too, but I don't know. I, the Pegasi are like my favorite of the, of like the three main, like, I hate to say my favorite race because that sounds bad. <laughs> We're going to move on to Rarity <laughs> now. Rarity is the next one that they uh, go to ask about. And we get a little flashback of her at a, like a talent show and she made a bunch of little outfits for them, and we also see baby Cheerilee. Yeah, we get to see Cheerilee as a little filly. She's so little, mm-hmm. but yeah, she was at school. There are all these funny little costumes, and we see, uh, I guess, presumably her teacher or the principal, and it's like, "Wow, Rarity, these look awesome. You did such a good job." And she's like so supportive, but Rarity, she is yeah. she is disappointed with her work. She she's nonplussed. Yeah, Rarity is not happy about them. <laughs> they are not. They're. Mm-hmm. I think she says, like, they're good, but they're not spectacular. Yeah, it's, it's funny so she's to see like, Rarity with such high standards for herself and her work already. Like, she's, like, six. <laughs> yeah. It's just always been like that. And mm-hmm. so she's, like, working and, like, trying to sew a new outfit. Yeah, she's using a sewing machine, her... by the way. Which is, like, she she learned at such a young age. Yeah. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cute. Uh, and then her horn starts to glow. And it starts to drag her. And she's like, oh, where is this going? And then it just, like keeps dragging her and so like we see her, like a wide shot of like her being dragged like through a field and then the like desert. through the desert yeah. and, like over a hill like over hills and she's just letting herself um, be led by her horn and i guess this is like case of like unicorn puberty like this doesn't seem like that uncommon yeah. of a thing of like magic being not refined in this age you know it's like they're still getting used yeah. to it so very much like all right i guess I'm just letting this happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's neat that it's, uh, it, like, pulls her to a big rock, uh, which we see in a minute is full of gems, and I think that it's neat that it's, like, basically her dousing rod magic, like, yeah! first manifesting. Yeah! But we'll reel it back just a moment. We do see it, it the giant journey, the days at night, has taken her to just a giant rock. What what seems to be just yeah, a giant a big boulder. Rock. And she's pissed! <laughs> Yeah, she's not happy. She does not like this big rock. Uh, but after a moment, there's this explosion of color behind the rock, and it opens uh, to reveal that it's an enormous geode full of just, like, tons and tons of gems. There's, like, so many, like, hundreds of gems inside of this geode. It's, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I think it's funny how this geode, each gem is, like, a different color and cut. It's just, like, a vomit of, mm-hmm. of gems. It's not all one type. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you, you looked out there, huh? <laughs> you found every yeah, it's like crystal rubies and in sapphires the world. And yeah. and shit. Uh, and we go back to see the play, and the, uh, the outfits that she'd made have, like, a bunch of dazzling gemstones on it now. And she's satisfied with the quality of her work, and she gets her cutie mark, her three little diamonds. Which, before we move on, I do have a few mini notes about this segment of, of Little Rarity. Okay. Two. Well, two things. One. <laughs> Did I say two first? <laughs> yeah. One. Uh, I think it's so funny because we have these crowd scenes, you know, because clearly like, there needs to be an audience watching the little children's play. But it's funny that mm-hmm. at this point, like, background characters were just background characters. Like, they didn't have, like, the, the the staff didn't realize that, like, they had, like, fandom attachments. So we just have Derpy here and, like, 
yeah, derpy's minuets there. and bonbon, like a bunch of background characters that like the fandom had already coined, or at least like various staff members had coined as characters. And it's like, oh, they just they're here. There's time traveling, you know. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'd be like that. you know, it's like they needed a crowd, so of course they're just gonna use those models. But in, in hindsight, it's funny to be like, derpy, what the hell are you doing here? You were supposed to be their age, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in seconds, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. The gems on the outfits look really bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it looks she's so six. Bad. I know, but I love it. it's like wow, this looks even better. It's like one of the characters is literally just in a giant cake slice. It's like okay, sure, put some mm-hmm. emeralds on that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean she's a ten year old, so it does look great for a ten year old. I think the interesting thing is that she said that she didn't get hers for, like, a while. She was sort of a late bloomer in her uh, class. Oh, really? I missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said that she didn't get hers uh, until a little bit later. I think that's neat. Aw. Uh, and then we move on to Twilight Sparkle. Oh, yeah. Classic. And this is fat. There's a lot to unpack about Twilight. I mean, she is our, like, main protagonist. Yeah. Yeah, this one's, like, one of the most complicated i think it's so interesting uh how she's kind of sandwiched in the middle here like i would expect her to be like either the last yeah. or like the first like story wise so it's, it's interesting that we just kind of get her sandwiched in the middle here yeah i thought this one and the next one were gonna be switched but i guess mm-hmm. not. yeah but yeah would you would you care to tell us about twilight's uh little uh coming of age i would love to we see twilight beginning to tell her story and she and a bunch of other ponies are waiting for the summer sun celebration where princess celestia is about to raise the sun and it's like a proper sun uh, summer sun celebration like no nightmare moon here we're seeing the real deal yeah this is what it looked like before uh nightmare moon or i guess luna came back and you know what i'm realizing is that this is taking place in Canterlot's. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, yes. I wonder if, like, if it's, like, an Olympics-type deal where it, like, cycles through different cities. It's possible. Or if it's just celebrated everywhere yeah. and that the one that Celestia's at varies on the year. That's also, yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know, but yeah, uh, we're, we're at the Summer Sun Salvation, and I just wanted to note that we see a, a very funny little Twilight in the crowd as a baby watching, very excited to be here. And she's standing mm-hmm. right next to Lyra, uh, and two things. One, this Lyra doesn't have a horn, so that's that's kind of funny. But two, it's so funny in hindsight because we have an entire episode later about how Twilight and Lyra were like really good friends as kids. So it's like, well, don't worry, don't worry about that. Just don't worry about it right now. You know, maybe it was a relative since it doesn't have a horn. That, hey, just her her mother who looks identical. <laughs> yeah, who looks identical yeah. to her. Uh, anyway, and yeah. as she's watching Celestia raise the sun and like all of her amazing magic, she actually gets inspired and she's like, that's what I want to do. I want to be magic, just like Celestia. And so she starts studying magic, just kind of general magic. She, We see her like reading uh, all of these books, trying to figure out how to do spells. Uh, and her mom and dad come in and say that they've enrolled her to Princess Celestia's School of Magic. Yeah, and is this, I think this is our first time we see any of the main six's parents. Uh, yep, which I, I, I think is really interesting, yeah. especially because I feel like in a lot of children's shows, um, like parents are either like friends there because, you know, you need to focus on 
the main character being a kid with parents or just non-existence. So it's like, oh, it's it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Uh, their their names are Twilight Velvet and Nightlight. That's cute. Yeah, like that. but they also are just called either Mister and Mrs. Sparkle, which is cute as well. I like the idea of, of having a kid and like last names don't. The last names are nebulous in this world you know like mm-hmm. it's you know yeah so i like the idea of having a kid and then being like yeah you can refer to us as that it's it's cute i like yeah. it yeah that is really cute uh and so she has to go in and pass an entrance exam there's like four there's like a panel of like judges trying to see if she really does have the magical acumen that she claims to to get into the school uh and they bring in an egg a little purple speckled egg and her goal is i guess to hatch it yeah it's and, so and we see on she's... this little cart is it that there's a dragon inside it's that uh mm-hmm. your your big entrance exam is you gotta hatch this dragon egg which can we talk about that for a second before we we talk about how it goes yeah this is fascinating to me because is this hatching a dragon egg? You know, it's it, it opens some doors for me. And it makes me wonder, do dragons usually need assistance hatching being hatched from like the pony kind? Is that why they have That's a, a symbiotic question. relationship or uh or, do, or is this just a, an exception or i can't but wonder like is this how all the entrance exams go are they always like all right yeah do you do they have is there a room in the canterlot libraries and schools just full of unhatched dragon eggs ready to be tested on for exams yeah that's a very good question well, i'm wondering what do you think what do you think this was chosen for twilight's exam or is this like a regular occurrence like all right get the next dragon egg you know I think that it makes sense for the different exams to be sort of personalized, especially because, I mean, we don't really see any other students at the school, but, like, we also don't see any other dragons, mm-hmm. really. He's kind of, like, I don't know, he's kind of a, an anomaly. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, know, I just thought it was like, really interesting. This feels like such a specific thing that I'm like, I I, get, I am overthinking. This is a children's cartoon and they needed a magical moment. So, you know, well, bring out the dragon. I have, an, I have a note in a minute that makes me kind of think that this was specifically designed for Twilight's. All right. Um, well, yeah, take, take it away. That's all I, I had to say, just because I think when you like look yeah, at it a sure. little closer, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, examining it any further than it, than it is. Um, there is a rainbow explosion outside the window, and it activates like her like crazy magic. Like her eyes start to like glow. Yeah, we white got like the Avatar eyes like, that we last saw them yeah. in like episode two, where she was using the elements of harmony. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And like her horn goes crazy and she's like blasting magic all over. Like she does hatch Spike. But yeah. Then Which, she by also... the way, the dragon is Yeah, spoiler, the dragon is Spike. this is Spike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, you ruined I mean, the surprise. What now? <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, and then she like blasts her parents and turns them into like a house plant and a cactus. Which, hey, can I say, like, hey, real the... quick, that is so scary. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. 
imagine. Yeah, it's okay. Imagine you are minding your business, like you know, I'm like little Pegasus having some tea, shooting shooting the breeze with my good friend Raz, my my good my other friend. Maybe we're both look. Mm-hmm. I'm setting the stage. We're both we're both kids. You're going through magic puberty. Mm-hmm. You sneeze and you turn me into a house plant. That'd be pretty fun. It's so especially scary. not knowing how to turn you back. Yeah. Well, by the way, they they're fine. They're Twilight's parents yeah, are not yeah, houseplants yeah. forever. Which hey, that would be an interesting yeah. change of pace. Like hey, now that hey, fan fiction writers, there's your AU. Twilight has to go unturn her parents into plants. Orphan Twilight because her parents are houseplants. <laughs> um, and she blasts Spike again with magic, and he grows really really big and bursts through the ceiling. He looks really cute, what, by like, the way. Attracts- <laughs> Yeah, he looks really funny. He's a little doofy. Uh, and it attracts Celestia's attention, and she uh, comes up to the exam room, and, like, Twilight is writhing in pain. She's, like, convulsing, and, like, her eyes are glowing. She's, like, having one of the most violent magical episodes maybe in ever. In all of equestrian history, yeah. Yeah, and Celestia, like, you know, like, calms her down, and I assume uses some sort of alicorn magic to, like, make it okay, Mm -hmm. and, like, turn everything back to the way it was. Uh, And, you know, Twilight's apologizing and stuff. Because, I mean, she's like, oh my god, my idol is here, and she saw me, like, have a, a, like, a magic seizure. (laughs) Yeah. And so Celestia says that she has some of the most uh, raw magical talent that she's ever seen. And she wants her to study directly under Celestia at the school. Um, I, w- I will also say the note that I had uh, is that she addresses her by name without talking to anyone else in the room. So she <laughs> knows Twilight Sparkle. She yeah. has been... She's been keeping like, an eye on her, She knows who this pony is. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, what I think is extra interesting is she opens up the sentence by saying, you have a very special gift. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah. hey... Not to toot my own childhood horn, but I was I was raised as a gifted and talented kid, and knowing that Twilight's oh, a gifted yeah. kid, mood man that I've always associated no, there's the a strongest with Twilight. It's like wow, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. hidden. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason I relate the hardest to Twilight. We, she is absolutely <laughs> a gifted. She is the pleasure to have in class. Uh huh. Yeah. Guess who else was a pleasure to have in class? And it was yeah, me, baby. Both of us. We, this is the we are Twilight kid. <laughs> Yeah. In totally different ways, though. It's like, listen, I like the main six is like a spectrum, and I lean more towards the pinky side, I guess. Oh, they're a spectrum, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so she uh, realizes that during that whole magical thing, she got her cutie mark, which is a little star with the five little glimmers around it. Uh, and she starts cheering as uh, she realizes not only did she get accepted, but she also got her cutie mark. And then it's it like the best day of her like, life. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like still cheering in real life. And the CMC is like, let's just let's just go. Yeah. They're like, uh, let's let her. She's having a moment. We'll just let her have yeah. her moment. And then all like some bystanders are like looking at her being like, hey, y- you good? You good? <laughs> the, yeah. They're like, are you OK? Uh, and then the CMC runs into Pinkie Pie. <laughs> Actually, I'd argue that Pinkie runs into the CMC. That's true. That's true. 
But yeah, uh, Scootaloo, uh, she's zipping around on her little scooter uh, and has like a little wheelbarrow, like a red wagon towing uh, Sweetie Belle and, and, and Apple Bloom. And it just mm-hmm. pans to the side and, and Pinky's just in there with them now. She's like, oh, you're looking for Rainbow Dash. I think she's at Sugar Cube Corner. We're, we're headed there. But, do, you know, do, do you want to know about how I got on my cutie mark? And they're like, eh, why not? <laughs> yeah, they're like, fine. And then uh, this, and man, this yeah, might be my favorite. Backstory. Yeah, this might be my favorite. Like, if we're looking at all of, of how all the main six, like, were as kids that got raised to be, this might be my favorite. Do you want to know something bad? Is this your least favorite? It's my least favorite. That is so funny. <laughs> I, it's fine. I don't really care about it very much. Well, man, do you do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, you love this. Go for it. <laughs> You're like great. Um, so we see Pinky on her her homestead because we haven't seen much of any of her past. You know, we know Rarity. You know, is a bit of a socialite. We have Flareshine and Dash are from Cloudsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, Twice from Carolot, Carolot, but we've we've seen nothing about Pinky's history, and we see yeah. that she was raised on a rock farm. <laughs> yeah, know, she was raised by rocks. Amish parents on a rock farm. And <laughs> not not just not just that, but she also has two uh, siblings here as well. Yeah, we see her siblings which, for the first time, which we'll we'll learn more of later. We'll we'll just we'll put a pin in that. We'll we'll save it. But yeah, she uh, was raised by. A very, like, it, her family is all grayscale and, like, very muted colors, like, grays and and tan. And she's, but she's still, like, fluorescent pink as always. But her hair is mm-hmm. is flat and depressed and straight edge. And there, there's nothing, nothing going on there. And she, she looks miserable. This, this horse has depression, y'all. She does not want to be here. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's working the fields. Yeah, um, her dad says that it's like, all right, we need to rotate the rocks. I'm like, what does yeah. what is that? What does that mean? What what is the purpose of this rock farm? I love that the writers were like, "What is the most boring thing we could do?" And they're like, "Rock farm." <laughs> it's really funny. Uh-huh. but anyway, she's like, okay, and then all of a sudden, we have an explosion. We have a sonic, beautiful rainbow explosion. That whisks her away and <laughs> makes her hair inflate and become all curly, poofy, crazy, as we know Pinky to be. And she mm-hmm. looks in the sky and sees a beautiful rainbow and she says that she has never felt joy like this before. And that she felt so good she wanted to keep smiling forever. And I guess, like, she doesn't see rainbows often, so she's like, oh my god, this is this is such a big deal. We gotta... We gotta celebrate. And she's wondering how she can she can lighten the spirits. Being like, it doesn't have to be so depressive over here. So the night passes. Yeah, she, or, yeah. The the thing is, like, she says that she's never felt joy like that before, and I don't think that Pinky had ever smiled before that moment. Honestly, I think you're right, and that is and so, so horrifying to me that she has lived her entire childhood just being sad and knowing that. The emotion of life is sadness and boredom. Yeah. And so, like, she wanted to make everyone else smile, too. She wanted to make her family smile because, like, this is the first time she's ever she's experienced like, is, the emotion of rules. joy. This Hey, y'all, have you tried this happiness thing? This is pretty cool. Yeah. And so she decides to throw a party and she works on it, like, all night. Yeah, I think it's in the silo, like, the grain silo. She's, like, 
yeah. in like the, a barn or, or something, you know. And she she opens the door. She's realized that the her parents and family have no clue where she is. She she lets him into the the barn silo question mark and she mm. she's thrown on the party. There's that little tablecloths and cakes and punch and balloons and streamers and god knows where she got those it looks like she's in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and mm-hmm. if she's never known what joy is until now it's bold <laughs> yeah uh, but we see your family and they're looking around completely gasped and like shocked and, and she's like oh you guys don't like it and their mouths are quivering and now pinky's like well I guess this was a flop. And then they all burst into joy and they also experience their first, I guess, also their first burst of joy. And they, they have a little yeah. party and do a little dance and, and Pinky gets her little balloons and says, we, we pan out of the flashback and she says, that's how Equestria was made. <laughs> yeah, which she's is, like, and that's how Equestria was made. Which and is like, a great what? line. What? And she's like, maybe on the way home I can tell you the story of how I got my cutie mark. And then she just leaves. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? what? It's really happened? good. Now, you said you, you this is your least favorite. Let's save that to the end and let's let's review what we think about all of them. So put Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, put uh keep, keep that in your keep that in your head for later. But anyway, yeah, we're Sugar Cube sure. Corner. We're here. And yeah, they finally make God, it to Sugar Cube Corner. Dash has arrived. Or I guess they've arrived yeah. to Dash. And the rest of the main six are here too. I guess they're it's maybe just like an afternoon hanging sesh. Everyone's just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, and also every all the other uh yeah, all the ponies are here and I like she approaches and says that they've been looking for her cutie mark story. So I think that like every time they ran into someone, they've been like telling Rainbow Dash, like, Oh yeah, they're looking for you. <gasps> And oh so she's my very god! Excited. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, maybe the rest of the main six were just like, "Hey, hey, keep keep hiding till the end. We we've got a doozy yeah. for you." Because, uh, not to put it lightly, but uh, Rainbow Dash's cutie mark story is kind of an important one. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. You could say hey, that. Yeah. How about you take it away? Absolutely. Uh, we cut back to where Fluttershy's uh, story left off. Where she is about to race those two little bratty, snot-nosed uh, boys. And, you know, she takes off and spins Fluttershy around. And she's racing through the sky. And uh, they're bumping her and, like, trying to, like, get her to fall out of the sky. And she starts flying so fast that she accidentally does the first sonic rain boom. On complete the first one accident. in recorded history. Yeah, yeah, the first one ever. Which we've learned, you know, mm-hmm. back from the episode titled Sonic Rave. This is like a big deal. Yeah. Like, it it's... causes shockwaves across the entire land. It's massive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she has, like, the, like, cool streaming corona from behind her. And, like, there's a big explosion where it, like, ripples out to the rest of Equestria. And everyone's cheering and excited. And she's like... And that's how I got my cutie mark. Uh, and then we hear all of the rest of the main six go, hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, slow down. Wait, you, it made an explosion, right? And she's like, yeah, it was a rain boom. And then Flash is like, well, well, gosh, if that explosion didn't scare the animals, I couldn't have been able to talk to them and, and help them out. And I could have got my cutie mark. And Pinky's like, 
well, I heard that. I saw the rainbow too, and, that, and that's how I threw my first party. And it, it's it's all hitting them. That yeah, and AJ saw connected. the rainbow home, and the explosion was what opened the geode for rarity. And the explosion maybe had some magical effect on Twilight, but that was when her exam was. That's that. Uh, it's exactly like the moment that like she kind of like got startled and went into like magic crazy mode. <laughs> Yeah, and they all realized that they got their cutie marks at the exact same time. And that they basically owe it all to Dash's crazy accidental rain boom. Yeah, and it's very and cute. It is And the they're talking about how thing. they're like all connected and they've been friends forever, even if they didn't know it. And they have a giant group hug and, and the, the CMC mm-hmm. have a hug too, even though Scootaloo is like, no, no, we're not. Stop it with the Mamby Pamby stuff, as she says. Yeah. <laughs> it ends with Flourish. She's like, how about a song? And then Scooter's like, no! <laughs> and it cuts me. out before they sing. <laughs> me uh, hearing that a micro song is coming up. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm Flourish. I'm like, well, how about a song? Let's just. <laughs> no. no. No, it's not. And then we close uh, then... off the episode. Yeah, she writes her letter, uh, Twilight writes her letter to Celestia about how every pony everywhere has a special magical connection with her friends even before she's met them. And she says, even if you're feeling lonely and you're still searching for your friends, just look up to the sky, who knows, maybe you and your future best friends are all looking at the same rainbow. And Emily and I both went, wow, one sky, one one destiny. destiny. (laughs) Because guess what? This is just Horse Kingdom Hearts, baby. It's It's proven. This is (laughs) constantly over and over. I'm reminded that this is just Kingdom Hearts for horses. Um, And holy moly, it's really cute. I uh, it's not often that like destiny stories work Mm -hmm. for me, but this is framed in such a a heartfelt and like caring way that I don't care. I'm just like, this is great. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. And I like that they've had this bond without even knowing each other from the very beginning. Yeah. And I think it's cute. Cause it's not like, I don't know. It isn't like a weird shoehorny destiny thing. Like everybody saw that rainbow, but like the fact that like, I mean, cause like you said, it went all across the question. Yeah. Like everyone saw it. Like, it's probably like in the history books, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, it's the fact that it was important to all of them, you know? And like, they share the fact that even back then, they all saw it and it meant something to them. You know, I wonder. I think is... that's really cute. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I wonder how many other ponies got their cutie mark that day from the shop. Yeah. The, you know? <laughs> it's a very good point. It's a very, very good point. Uh, you said you wanted to save... Um, which one I liked versus which one I didn't like. Well, yeah, let's, 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 you know, we've gone to the details. Let's, how do we feel about each one? Like, let's, let's go in order. AJ. Uh, AJ, I really liked. I liked seeing Manhattan and I liked uh, the, like, I liked seeing the rest of her family and seeing that they were more of, it's, it's hard for me to describe. Like, Southern country culture is very much divided into, like, at least in, like, the, public eye of like mm-hmm. bumpkins and like again like debutante ball style like stuff sure, and it's really neat to see yeah. both sides of that i really liked aj's aj's was fun you know the more i think i, I gave it a little credit uh a little less credit than i think it deserves 
I think it's because I was worried that you thought it was boring too. But no, looking no. back on it, I'm like, no. I think it's pretty good. And I, I think yeah. maybe I don't uh, associate as strongly with it because I just left my home and I'm like the happiest I've been. I don't really have that homesickness, you know. Yeah. Um, what I think is really interesting is like how this is like the inverse of uh, of uh, Fluttershy's. Yeah. How it, and I think it, I think <laughs> honestly the fact that it is an inverse is why I do like Fluttershy's uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's like you know, home is home is where the heart is, you know. And I think it's cool that mm -hmm. H is like, no, home's definitely where my family is, and I, I I love being you know with the with her, the the place she's known her whole life. And I think it's really interesting. It's like yeah, she has the apple cure because apples are a thing. But I guess in this context, it's because it's the apple orchard. You know, it's like the orchard yeah, is where she's meant to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So no, uh, I, I like I like I honestly don't dislike any of these. Yeah, I I don't I, feel I, as strongly about. I feel I like some of them, and I feel less strongly about some of them. I really mm -hmm. like AJ's. I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. Fluttershy's is okay, but I think that it's a fun, like, sort of dichotomy of showing, like, you know, some people uh, are very happy where they are and get homesick when they leave, and some mm -hmm. people haven't found their home yet, and I think that's really, really nice. I, I really like it. it. It's just, it's really interesting looking at this perspective now that I've left my home of 26 years, you know? It's, yeah. uh, I like it a lot. Uh, but yeah, Fluttershy is cute. It's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> cute. Be, it's yeah. fine. Uh, Rarities uh, is okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Rarities is probably the one that does the least for me, but I, I think it's, I, I like that it's it's this uh, <laughs> magical puberty yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I like the magical mm -hmm. puberty, and I like the lore of, like, that's where she discovered her, like, dousing rod magic with yeah. the gems and stuff. I, what I particularly like is, I think it's interesting that, like, these standards were herself. Like, she was never a struggling artist because of, like, skill, like, the skill issue. Uh, like no like her teacher's like this is so cool rarity you know like you did such a good job she's like it's not good enough i gotta i gotta take it even higher you know yeah i think that's funny it's a, a great piece of character building for rarity again with her high standards yeah uh twilight sparkles obviously is my favorite because i relate the hardest to twilight sparkle <laughs> and i don't know i just love yeah. her <laughs> yeah and i think it's probably my second favorite just because it's there's so much here you know? I think it's my favorite, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, like, it's really relatable, too. I think of, like... It's incredibly <laughs> relatable. Yeah. As I was saying, us gifted kids. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, listener, I hope you're jealous of us, uh, knowing that we were raised as gifted and sound uh -huh. kids. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, being a gifted kid and being put into a different class based on uh, how perceived intelligent we were really damaged our social skills, so I hope yeah. you're... Really proud. Um, I bet really you're jealous. so jealous of me uh, taking a bunch of AP courses in high school only to drop out of college. That didn't send yeah. me into a spiral at all. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Twilight Sparkle's the most relatable. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> at least for us. But... Uh, all right, yeah. Pinky. Pinkie Pie. Talk. Talk I to me. I felt the least about. I don't know. Yeah, Maud was there. Fair. I really like Maud. Um, I think it's fun to see like sort of the first time she ever smiled you know like I, I do like it i just think it's more boring than the rest of them yeah um you know you know what's interesting actually hmm. uh i don't i don't think bod's in this she has three sisters oh really is that yeah, mod no it's mentioned it's mentioned her siblings mod's not here <laughs> 
this is this is marble and lime. They all look very similar. To be yeah, fair. no, I know. Cause yeah, no, uh, Maud is the inverse of like the one with the light gray mane. She because Maud has like ah. purpley hair. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Rainbow Dash. This was fun. It was yeah, good. I, I liked it. It embodies her competitive spirit well. Like I like that. Like a competition is where it's you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also, we've seen that Dash has these, like, secret confidence issues, you know, where she's, like, worried about performance, and she's so thrilled to be doing as well as she is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's cute. It's it's nice. It's very cute. One thing I will say is that it still ties into sort of how I view cutie marks, mm-hmm. in that they are more representative of, like, what you want to be true about your life than, like something that is given to you for like a like a skill like telling you what you have to do you know what i mean like applejack only gets her like hers mm-hmm. is especially like the most sort of um defining i guess uh but she gets hers because that's her family that's where she's happy mm-hmm. she's happy with the apples and yeah. she's happy on Sweet Apple Acres, and you know, I think, like... Yeah, and we see Fluttershy, and it definitely reframes this context. Like, yeah, of course she can, like, talk to the bugs, but she was literally, like, saved by this, like, like yeah. migration of butterflies. Yeah. Yeah, she was saved by the butterflies, and when she was down there, she was like, this is genuinely where I think I belong. Like, I am finally happy. And then it's like, yeah, it's sort of like, like you said, like, commemorating, like, the bugs that saved her, and, like, the fact that that was where she found true happiness. You know, Pinkie Pie with her partying and Rarity mm-hmm. with the gems embodying sort of like beauty yeah. and like. I think the I, I think that... the Rarity one especially like it's she's generous and it's like oh how are the crystals generous? But so when you look back at this, it's like she was using these gems to decorate the outfits yeah. for the play. Like the, she wasn't wearing those; it was it was for the people mm-hmm. on stage. You know. Yeah, she was trying to make sure that everyone else was happy, and mm-hmm. that was a way to do that. I think it's really neat to see that to see cutie marks as less of a divining tool and more of a just you know like what makes you happiest yeah and i i think you've really uh reframed how i feel about cutie marks as well just with what we talked about and that what i can't remember what episode we were saying probably the cutie marks here on um probably yeah but yeah no it's an interesting perspective i think this kind of like confirms it you know or not confirms yeah, it, but I lends so well too. to that belief. No, it confirms it. I'm right. <laughs> You're always right. Never I've wrong. spoken to the writers, and what they told me, no, not really. <laughs> um, but hey, that was uh, that was Kitty Mark Chronicles. It's pretty yeah. fun. What would you change? I would switch Pinky and Twilight's order in the uh, rundown. I don't know. That's a. <sighs> I, you know, I would be attended, I, I would be inclined to agree, but I think it fits, like, pacing-wise, because Pinky's like, oh yeah, sure, give corner, we're headed there now, like, that's her place, you know? Yeah, I guess, but it just doesn't feel as, I don't know, impactful. Yeah. You know what, actually? I can see it. What? I think what I would change is I actually think I would make Pinky's mean more. And I yeah, don't know I what I mean fair. by that. But, like, even though I really like this and like seeing her past and family, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I mean by saying I would make it mean more, but I would. <laughs> I think that it's I think that it's fun that hers doesn't mean anything. 
I think that it's neat that it's sort of like, I wanted to make people smile. And I've, I like that. I think that I would have made it better, but I don't really have <laughs> to do that. I was going to say, like, <laughs> what, just, what would you, how would you make it better? I wouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> it was just, I, I don't know. It was man, just kind of lackluster. That's fair. Di- you know, different strokes for different folks. I yeah. <laughs> I love it as a rock farm. That's a, that's not the last thing with the rock farm, farm I think it's either. so funny. What, what and do like, you think? I don't think, do you we think mentioned the deal it, is but like, with rock exports? Like, what? What's the goal here? <laughs> I don't know. And they've got to like turn the fields. I really don't know. <laughs> I also don't think we mentioned it, but like, her parents are absolutely like drawn as like Amish. Yeah, Amish. Yeah, we did people. mention it. But like, got like yeah, the long him. sideburns and like the like half moon glasses on the mom, and it's like very, very like very conservative. Stereotypically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, Which I, I think, think is why Pinky was so worried about the reception to the party, because it's so mm-hmm. outward. Yeah, I agree. God, hey, but, real um, talk, I'm so glad that Pinky left the rock farm. Yeah, <laughs> she I think did not she need to wasn't be there. really flourishing, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think B. I give it a B plus. Sure, that's fine, I feel that. Uh, and we've hit the end of the episode. This was a, a lot more fun than the last oh one. We just God. got to talk about stuff we yes, liked. And... We talked about things we like. Yeah, we did, Twilight was We really didn't cute. have to talk about racism once. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even bring up racism once. Or Cologne. Man, this Thank is a victory. God. Yeah, it's a victory when we don't have to talk about racism mm-hmm. in the horse show. Jesus we did Christ. have to mention the French. <laughs> we well we all make sacrifices i guess god <laughs> um uh hey. before before we wrap it up i have can oh, i have yeah. a brief a brief announcement of course uh because i got confirmation that i will be at TrotCon this summer yeah i'm also hoping to be there probably helping vend and if not i'm just gonna be kind of hanging out yeah, I uh, I got accepted to be a vendor, so I'm gonna sell some of my artwork there. And oh my god, I need to make more pony stuff stat because a lot of my pony stuff is old, and I don't want people to look at it. I need to make new stuff. Um, That's true. But yeah, I'm hoping to run into you guys. And if not, I have another mini announcement. I will also be at Everfree Northwest in August, which is in Seattle. That one I won't be at. No, yeah, that's a little far. <laughs> it's a little um, further away from me. <clears throat> But yeah, so Tracon and Everfree, I will be at either of those. So if you want to say hi, check out some art, please. I'm, I'm super stoked about it. I, it feels good to be reconnecting with this community, uh, especially since like yeah. when these cons first started happening. I'm still in high school. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't vend and sell there. You right? Know? Like, yeah, you didn't have. Yeah, couldn't mm-hmm. really like fully take time away to do that. But um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, check check my uh, Twitter and stuff, and I, I I will be probably giving out like free buttons and stickers of the podcast because why yeah. not? Everything else you, you have to buy though; it's expensive. <laughs> this is gonna be so expensive, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, plane tickets and hotels. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, yes, and obviously, uh, her her Twitter is Umlzart. Mine is Razpony, and uh, if you want to follow both of us in our podcast account it is a twitter that is f at fim is content at friendship is magic is content we also have yeah. a bit.ly slash fim is content but yeah tweet tweet at us uh let us know what you think what we're doing 
if you yeah, hate us. Yeah, we have one person tweeting at us, and we love yeah. you very much. Oh my god, it's so but, uh, sad. <laughs> we're stoked that Yeah, we were excited listen. for the first person to tweet at us. We're like, yes. We're just excited we for it. anyone to listen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sh- shout out to Vivid. Thanks for tweeting at us and listening. It's yeah. I, I, I'm so excited. People are listening at all, you know? So uh, any feedback is good feedback. We want to be sure this is a, a fun uh, adventure for you guys. Because, I mean, we're having a lot of fun. I'm stoked to be revisiting this show and reliving it you know so yeah i'm excited to dig into it as deeply as i am for the first time because like i watched it a little bit in high school and i never really never really got as into it as much as i wanted to be so happy and to be i here. know this show too well or at least the first like five seasons or so uh it'll mm-hmm. it'll be exciting in like a few years when we get to uncharted territory for us so yeah 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 it'll be exciting Thank you everyone so much for listening to this whole episode. It's oh, been hey. uh, a lot more fun. You almost forgot something. I was going to mention it right after this. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, the song at the beginning of this podcast and the one you're about to hear in like five seconds is the 10 year anniversary version of No Matter What by Violet Pony featuring Silver Stripe and Nami. Excellent song. Go Good listen stuff. to it one million times on Spotify. Please do. Go go buy go buy their music on on Bandcamp, please. It's so good. Yeah, it's really really good. Um, next time we're gonna be covering Owls Well That End Well and Party of One, and then the episode after that is the last one in season one. We're two weeks yeah, out. We're from, so close. It's man. The end of season one. I'm so excited. What a season so two far. is full of bangers. Um, season two yeah we've looked at some of the like the way we're structuring the episodes full of bangers man we're gonna i don't even think there's like a single episode in there that i'm like oh god it's we're we're gonna have fun i mean yeah we're past we're past the the dark sludge the show (laughs) the sludge okay we'll see you guys next week um with some more french content some more horse content yeehaw yeehaw